Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, home of the premier guides and capmel.com. There's lots of good eating fish out there. You don't have to be snacking down on carp anymore. Captain Jason Prieto, Neil Taylor, and Danny Guarino give you the latest fishing forecast to keep you dialed in on the fish. First of all, it shouldn't smell like fish. So get ready for an hour of learning, laughs, and a little bit of cutting up. You chose, as your topic, fish. Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show starts now. Now. This segment brought to you by Grizzly Coolers, coolers that are made to last a lifetime. For more information on Grizzly Coolers, check out their website at grizzlycoolers.com or visit a retailer near you. And welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show on Sports Talk 1040, The Team. I am Neil Taylor in the studio here today. I'm going to enjoy talking some fishing with all of you. We have Captain Jason Prieto. And we have Captain... Hey, you're there. I'm already here. Yes. And we have Captain Bill Miller, who we have had on the show regularly over the years. So, Bill, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> well, segment one, we usually talk about what the fishing's been a little bit. So, tell me, what have you guys been in on? You go first, Jason. You catch all the snook. <laughs> and snook fishing has been a pretty odd commodity. We've been seeing a lot of juveniles, which is a great time. Um, this week, we got fortunate to get some overslots, which has been nice. The um, I tell you guys, the fishing has really taken a back turn as far as where we're actually catching fish. And it's on the south shore, a lot of these fish are moving back out of uh, into the outer flat. They were starting to push up in the river systems and creeks around Apollo Beach and and um, all the way to the Alify and all that. And I noticed these fish are starting to make their way back out as a spinning you know we're pushing 80 45 degree water temperature so it's it's been a little different for sure but uh nonetheless the fish has been great what well, about you bill what have you been and into i agree with you this i think jason and neil you may go along with us being a shallow water guy that the i mean it's almost got back to summer with 80 degree water temperatures and 80 and, and heat you know heat wave records that the fish have, have kind of, they're confused, and so am I. Um, we were having some really good kingfishing the end of October and, and a little bit before the middle of October, and and, uh, and this time of year I just love to do that. Kingfishing, Spanish mackerel, or slow trolling, or anchored up with live baits, just what I love to do. And So that's what I've been doing, and man, since this temperature thing is has come in the fishing had really slowed off we were catching a lot of nice mackerel and big king fish and and then it slowed off but i think on the way home today i may have found a little spot off st Pete beach where where i'm going tomorrow that uh, hopefully i'll have a little better fishing i saw a lot of action and a lot of fish jumping out there yeah and i would agree with bill uh, we finally are seeing some temperatures that are a little closer to normal I think things will really get better when we finally do have a couple of real cold fronts and and the water temperature gets to where it should be. But uh, it's been challenging, but uh, I've had good fishing. Um, Well, I tell you, Neil, some of the key is just whatever you did, as far as inshore, kingfish I really couldn't speak for, but uh, whatever you did in late April, beginning of May, go back to that pattern in this time of year, and if, if you look, with your water temperatures, um, they're pushing between 80 and 84 degrees. You know, that's about where it is that time of year. So um, key thing to remember for people out there is 
fish don't react on what month it is. They react react on weather and water temperature. And based on that, we're you know we're in early October, late September weather. So I think this cold front. I mean, look, we got a little cold front coming this weekend. I mean, it's supposed to drop the temperatures down into into the sixties. One fifty eight um, over the weekend and, and first of the week, and a little bit. I think that little bit of drop of cool. I'm hoping we'll say, all right, fish, we we fooling you for a little bit. It wasn't really summer, but here's a little here's a little something to remind you that it's fall and we're coming into winter. So wherever you are, like the kingfish that, that migrate from north to south, and I know there's plenty of fish up to the north because we've heard about them. That maybe they'll they'll get moving and just slide on down this way, and for you, Jason, maybe those snook will slide back into the river or the river mouse uh, where you do so well with them. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been key. Um, you know, I think I seen you last week in Joe's. Um, I think that was you. You got kayaks that stand out from any other. Yeah, I've been down and, there a lot. Um, I haven't fished there since last Saturday. But, uh, hey, even when I run down there, the fishing has been good even with the slower tides. I mean, it's been good. It's just been different. It's, it's, you have to really train yourself to look at the current conditions and not what you did last, last year. And, uh, and one thing I want to throw out there, Neil, I'm a little concerned is that we have this super warm weather and we're having these snooks getting way out on the flat. And what I'm hoping is that we don't have some extreme cold front that really messes that temperatures up and, and, and gives a shock to these fish. Um, a little concerned at this point. I, I can't believe the water temperature is what it is right now. It's pretty crazy. The other concern is how many people are keeping snook. And uh, we've finally gotten to a point where a lot of the fish are in the legal slot size. And I'm, I'm kind of sad to see how many people are taking them. And I don't know too many of, the, of my colleagues that are. But uh, Yeah, well, it's one of them things that you just kind of got to do. Do what you think is right. And uh, I agree with you on that. But, uh, you know, we got a small, the good thing, the, the good news is there's a small slot and uh, small window, a small window of opportunity. So what I think you'll see, and I'm sure Bill will agree with me, is the slot will get fished out. And then slot fish will be fished out every year. And every year you'll have some that drop back into that slot. And some, a few will make it through the slot. So um, my big concern with that is I, I've, Sometimes I feel like there's such a demand to keep one because of the closure over the last few years that there's this big craze. I don't the... buy into that. There's so many other fish to put on ice. I don't buy into that. And a majority of the areas that I fish, we still don't really have that many fish. So I'm not real wild about these people that I see them. They're, they're on the Internet, and they're harvesting snook every day. And a lot of those fish that were our future are being taken. Yeah, well, it's... And unfortunate part is it's legal, so they're not breaking along as they're going by the law. You know, a whole lot you can do. There's, there's ethical and illegal. So, right. But the good news is, like I said, I, and I'm sure I don't know how St. Pete has been, but the small snook, which is post kill fish, have seemed to be really well the last couple of years, and seems to be even better this year. So that's the future. So it's looking good. I think there's more snook. I think there's no question about that. The closure helped, but I was, I was of the the belief that we should have kept it closed for another couple of years. Yep, and I agree with you. The, uh, we done that. These little fish that everybody's catching now will be big fish, and they'd be out on the flats. And But you know, at least they did something, and I, I think that Neil and 
you and, and uh, the, the group that uh, was so vocal about all of us, about the regulations and our thoughts about it. We finally woke up and, and became a stakeholder in this issue that at least we brought it, we got the, the regulator's ear and uh, we brought it to the front burner. And, and I think if something should happen that we see isn't going the right way, that they'll listen to us and possibly take into consideration some things we might suggest. I believe they they realize some of the errors in their system. I spent thousands of hours on it, and I spent almost eight hours in sit-down meetings with them and point-counterpoint arguing it. I don't think they'll make decisions like that again without checking with us because yep. that, there was no one, no one that is in our category that's out on the water all the time that agreed with their decisions. And it's all water under the bridge, and we're talking two years water under the bridge, but right now is the biggest impact I've seen because for most of that time, there weren't any fish that were in the legal keeping size, and now a lot of those fish have reached there, and a lot of those fish are leaving the population, and I think that's unfortunate. Hey, let me let me mention another fish. Now, people ask me what my favorite fish to fish for are, and I like to fish for everything. I fish for just about everything, but kingfish would be number two. Number one would be tarpon. And uh, if anybody's interested in some tarpon, they are solid at the Skyway. Mm-hmm. And, and we we were out there trolling for kingfish. We couldn't keep the darn tarpon off our line. <laughs> Never caught a kingfish, but but jumped half a dozen tarpon just trying to get out of the way. Uh, and I know some other people have said that, hey, if you've got a a, a late summer tarpon spot, go there because the tarpon are going to be there. I know the west side of Davis Island has a lot of tarpon, and I know the Skyway does too. So we were talking about this temperature thing earlier. Uh, there's another option for, for our listeners uh, to go out and have some fun with this weekend. A good tip, Bill. And uh, I haven't run into the tarpon as much lately, but I figured they were still around with the weather we've had. Yeah, yeah we haven't. Go ahead, Jason. We haven't seen much on the south shore. Again, I haven't been looking too much. But uh, uh, as Bill said, I was actually a couple weeks ago. I had to run out of St. Pete and was out along the beaches, and we've seen them skyrocketing on the bait, um, right on the beach. First thing, it's first light. So uh, there's definitely quite a few fish around. Yeah, we haven't had a strong enough weather pattern or temperature drop to move them. Usually they start moving that first or second real good cold front. We haven't had one. So yeah. There's still plenty around. I'm sure some have left just because they go by the calendar. We need to leave in October or September, but there's plenty around. Gee, they were, I can't ever remember saying tarpon were a pain uh, trying to go away, get away from them, but we had all these big, beautiful baits, and they were eating them all, but they, we were looking for kingfish. <laughs> well, that'll wrap it up for segment one. When we get back, we'll do the tides and the weather. So we have Captain Bill, Captain Jason, myself, Neil Taylor, We will come back from this break here, and we are going to do the tides and the weather, and we're going to keep talking fishing here on Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show. We'll be right back. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. 
Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. Introducing Finn, the world's first situational spectra fiber fishing line with four different braids to choose from. Wind tamer for windy conditions and put an end to wind knots. Shock absorbing for more stretch on those big bites. Original PRT for overall power and performance. And the new Extra Smooth, the strongest, smoothest braid in the market. Get the world's first situational spectra braid. Fins. The tides and weather are brought to you by Werner Paddle. For decades, Werner Paddles have been handcrafted in the USA, making great paddles for kayak anglers. If you're looking for a new paddle, look to Werner and try one today, because a great fishing paddle is a great paddling paddle. Go to WernerPaddles.com to locate a dealer near you. All right, we're back. Segment two of the show. Captain Bill, thanks for joining us again. Captain Jason calling it in this week. We saved him the drive to the studio. Uh, the yeah, tides... I, I appreciate that. I got a little late start after the water, and you said, just call it in. We'll get Bill on the line. And do yeah. That, that and works for me. Ironically, the traffic wasn't as bad today. But uh, anyway, we saved you the drive. I appreciate that. <laughs> And Captain Bill Miller, we're going to have him talk in this segment about some really great stuff that we have coming up here. The tides, we have uh, some good tides today and to start the week, and then we get into the quarter moon tides to finish the week. So this time of year, I would not count it out. I would go fishing anyway. Um, the weather, we finally have a cool down with temperatures that are going to be closer to 80 degrees. Overnight temperatures that are the coolest we've seen since last March. So we're finally looking at something that will be some fall weather. So, Bill, why don't you tell everyone what you have coming up, the Metropolitan Ministries and the food drive, because I know all our listeners want to be up to date on that. Well, sure, Will, Neil. And and before we do that, I want to comment on the weather. People ask me all the time, uh, speaking of weather, they asked me, "Does the fish?" Uh, asked me, "Well, when's the best time to go fishing?" They're talking about the weather and the tides and everything. And the two answers that I've heard over the years that I've, I've come to use as my stock answer is, as far as fishing in the rain, best time to go fishing is when it's raining and when it's not. <laughs> and, and then the other other best time to go fishing is when you can. Right. So don't get don't get so caught up overanalyzing the thing. If you got time to go fishing. You get out there and go fishing. You never know what you might find. Absolutely, Neil. Regarding the uh, Metropolitan Ministries, every year we have done the Fishing for Hope food drive, and you and Jason and Captain Danny Garino have really been a big help to us. And the Fishing for Hope food drive is we have we're asking the community, the fishing community, to come together and help us sink our boat, the SS Hope. A beautiful boat that's been donated to us by Pro Marine and with canned goods and food to help the needy this holiday season. And it benefits the Metropolitan Ministries, who it's a tremendous organization that takes care of the needy in so many different ways in our community. But this time of year, food is a big, big issue for those that don't have a lot going for them. 
So on November the 21st, Saturday, November 21st, Saturday before Thanksgiving, at the Metropolitan Ministries Holiday Tent, 400 West Palm Avenue, that's the corner of West Palm Avenue and North Boulevard. It's downtown. It's right across the river. It's in downtown Tampa, across the river from Blake High School, from 9 to 1. We're all going to be there and come on by and, and drop off some food for us. And um, we need things like frozen turkeys, um, green canned green beans, and stuffing mix, and things like that, non-perishable items. Now, you can bring frozen turkeys. we got giant freezers down there. The best we can tell, that boat that Pro Marine has donated, the SS Hope, holds 32,000 pounds of food. Last year, we had almost 20,000 pounds of food. So we need to get 12,000 more, and we really need everybody to come by, whether it's one can or one turkey or 10 cans or 10 turkeys. Come on by and help us out and help Metropolitan Ministries feed the homeless and the needy this holiday season. And yeah, I, I went out for a few hours last year myself and got to see this firsthand. And people showed up with just carloads of stuff. And uh, it was great to see that kind of involvement from the community. And uh, Bill's like the mayor of Tampa on this day. Um, his involvement in, in this um, project is legendary. So it's a great thing. You could uh, You could do a cash donation, which I did which they will use to buy more stuff that they don't have and they need for the needy. So you can always participate that way as well. And uh, I encourage you to show up and uh, see what they're doing there because it is a, an impressive organization. Yeah, I'd say give them the, the website uh, for both the organizations. For, for our Fishing for Hope food drive, it's uh, fishingforhopeusa.com www.fishingforhopeusa.com. And if you want to know more about the Metropolitan Ministries who we're working with on this, go to MetroMen, MetroMen.org, and find out about all the wonderful things that they do. And, and if it's one can, like I said, or ten cans, or five bucks, um, every, every dime or every can of food you donate will help somebody who really really needs it mm-hmm. yeah people don't realize the uh you know on thanksgiving day or christmas day or any of these holidays they wake up and and i we all do it we take for granted the fact that uh you know we get to have dinner with a family or lunch and 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 you don't have the worries of do i have enough money to get turkey or, or food or anything like that, and uh, a lot of people take that for granted, and it's just human nature, but when, you know, you, you go there and you see the, the people up there helping and, and the whole the whole situation, and um, you're helping somebody that's in, in dire need, I, I think it's a great thing. And I, I tell you one thing I noticed, you go to that place and you pull in there and you drop the food off, there is Everybody in that place, all the volunteers, everybody is so positive and happy, and, and it's just a good environment. You know, it, Jason and Neil, if some of your, uh, some of our listeners want to, you know, come by and meet some of the fishing people in the area, um, you guys are there at times, and I'll be there. Uh, Captain Mike Anderson will be there. Captain Glenn Plow, the average angler on Bright House Sports Networks. The Old Salt Foundation over in St. Pete has just done a wonderful job 
uh, helping us uh, bring over, bring in the Pinellas County area. Uh, Danny has been by, Captain Will Shook, Richard Seward, the original Mr. Trout, uh, George Hastick uh, and his wife Barbara, Captain George and his wife Barbara are just wonderful. They, they brought in a whole trailer full of stuff. The, the West Coast Anglers, that's the Reddington Fishing Pier guys, Captain Eddie Harrington and A.J. Hellenick. The South Shore Anglers, guys down near area of Ruskin, Jason, uh, Steve and Tiger Hoffman are just wonderful guys, and they're going to have a drop-off point on Saturday. If you can't make it downtown to uh, 400 West Palm Avenue, go by the the, uh, the Publix in Ruskin. They're going to be sitting right out front, and you can't miss them. They'll be out there with a big sign. You can drop off food there, and then they'll bring it down to us. If you're listening over in St. Pete, there's a drop-off point. I can't remember over there. <laughs> so go on over to Tampa, and then I want to thank again Pro Marine, who uh, donated this beautiful boat for us and put a really cool wrap all around it. And you can go onto the website, fishingforhopeusa.com, and take a look at that boat that Pro Marine lets us use every year. Yeah, it, it's it's a great event, and, and uh, looking forward to it. I'm going to – I've got a – Charter that day for whatever reason. Every year I end up having a charter and forgetting what day it is, but I'm going to push it later. So I'll be there most of the morning. And uh, but what a, what an event, man! You know, it's as simple as guys go in your pantry and see what you don't use, see what's been sitting in there. You know, uh, go to the store, pick up a few canned goods if that's all you can afford. If you can get thirty tur- turkeys, great. If you can get one, great. If you can get one can of food, that's one more can for people out there that'll. To enjoy the holidays a little better, so it's a great event, and, and we're looking forward to it. And you know, turkeys are turkeys are a dollar pound. An average pound, you know, average turkey for a feed of big family would be fifteen pounds. So that's fifteen bucks. And can you can you can you spare an extra hundred fifty bucks and buy ten turkeys? If you can't, how about fifteen bucks and buy a whole family, furnish a whole family a turkey dinner with fifteen bucks. You know, one of the first years we were down there, and uh, we had this guy pull in on a motorcycle, and he had, you know, he he had rough-looking guy, had a long scraggly beard, and and he said, "Hey, uh, I heard you guys on the radio," and he said, "I don't have a whole lot. In fact, I don't have really anything. This is all I got. This motorcycle I'm riding on." But he reached in his pocket and he says, "I got five bucks that I want to donate to Metcalf." You know, it just, gee whiz, it kind of took her breath away. And we said, you know, thank you very much. Whatever, here's a guy who probably could have used a turkey dinner himself, but he was giving us five bucks to help somebody else out. So it doesn't take a whole lot to make a whole lot of people feel good. Well, that'll bring us up to uh, segment break number two. And when we get back, we're going to talk more fishing. And uh, we definitely covered the Metropolitan Ministries program pretty well in that segment. So, we thank Bill for that, and when we get back, we're going to talk to him, uh, get him to talk about the condition of the kingfish populations around right now and what he expects to see in the next two months. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get right back, we'll be with Captain Bill Miller and Captain Jason Prieto. We'll be right back after these messages.
Designed by professional guides with four characteristics that all high-end fishing rods have. Durability, sensitivity, stability, and value. Built to use under all fishing conditions that every angler faces, there is no rod that covers more of your fishing needs. Ohiro Series rods include gold, platinum, signature, specialty kayak, and tournament rods. A rod for every angler. Whether you're a recreational angler, guide, or tournament professional, they have a rod that will be as versatile as your fishing conditions. Find Ohiro rods at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or www.justforfishing.com. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you are interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. Precision Tackle manufactures the best performance floats on the market today. The Cajun Thunder, Back Bay, and Blue Water Thunder all offer quality floats that is the industry's first weighted surface disturbance corks with a noise attracting click. No gimmicks, just a quality float that delivers trip after trip. Take it from me, Captain Jason Prieto. These floats will put more fish on the boat. From the original Cajun Thunder to the all-new Back Bay Thunder, you will catch more fish. You can pick one up at Tampa Fishing Outfitters or other retailers near you. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPole products to keep your PowerPole in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. Ohiro Braided Line is the only gel-spun fiber line that comes in four colors, including our multicolor braid, which changes every 10 yards for trolling and deep dropping. Ohiro Braided Line is not only the thinnest line in the fishing industry, but also ranks as the highest in abrasion resistance, using the highest and latest technology. Ohiro Braid will cast further and last longer. It comes in many spool sizes from 150 yards to bulk size. Very importantly, with great prices. You can find Ohiro Braided Line at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfit, or online at justforfishing.com. And now it's time for the Come On Man! Sponsored by Foy's Tire Service. If you need to get some new tires on your truck, car, or even your boat, just give Foy's Tire Service a call at 813-241-4017. And we're back. Segment three of the show, the Come On Man segment. And we've got Captain Bill Miller and Captain Jason Prieto on the show with us this week. And I'm Neil Taylor, so... We welcome our listeners, and uh, Bill, I brought it up to close out the second segment. Uh, What are the numbers of kingfish like this year, and is the red tide that is looming south of the bay going to affect 
their migration through here? So far, Neil, it, it hasn't affected us up here. Uh, if anything, the kingfish, which migrate from north to the south this time of year, might be blocked off right, and, and might hold up here a little bit longer. Now, they could go out and go around. Certainly they could, and I'm sure some of them will. But, um, you know, that, that, it might actually help this area. Now, red tide doesn't help much of anybody when it comes to fishing. But, you know, if we, as long as we don't have it up here, I think we're going we're gonna to be fine. Um, the, the kingfish stocks are, last spring we had some terrific kingfish. I mean, we could, you could go out and, and easily catch your limit of really nice sized kingfish. And, um, this fall with the weather, it sort of slowed or made the migration south a little sporadic. Um, I talked to some guys this weekend that were fishing the king of the beach at the far northern boundary, which was off Cedar Key. And they said there was plenty of fish still up there. Hmm. So um, I think in the, the kingfish, here's what they do. When there's a weather system, a front or a temperature drop, that's a signal for them to start moving south. And they'll start moving, but all of a sudden, if they get to an area where there's some bait, and they follow the bait, really is what they're doing. They follow the bait, and then all of a sudden it gets warm, and we get some good easterly breeze and the bait starts moving in close to the beach, they stay right there. And until there's another weather system or weather pattern that changes, they're not going to go anywhere. And we had some good kingfish the, the end of October. And then so far here in November, we, the, we got a little front and the kingfish moved, and we got sort of in a, in a gap where there's the fish that were moving didn't settle in right here in big numbers. Um, I got a good feeling there up to the north. We heard about the Cedar Key fishes, fishing up there, and then I hear some more, even up as far as the, as the Panhandle still coming this way. So I think maybe this uh, this little weather system uh, this weekend will do us really good, move some fish down our way, and hopefully they'll stay where we can catch them. And at Thanksgiving, if, if people gave me, Two, two days a year, and they said, Bill, you've got to go catch a kingfish on these two days. What day would it be? I would say Eastern Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so I, I still think we've got some more good kingfishing to come. Well, Bill, I got the question for you. The big kingfish tournament, was it the, was it, I don't know which one it was. I can't remember the name of it. What was the uh, winning fish? Do you know? In the King of the Beach, it was held this weekend. Um, which was was put on by the Old Salts uh, Fishing Foundation. Uh, the winning fish was forty two and a half pounds. You know, they how was it caught way off or in? Or? No, uh, uh-uh. it was caught right off the north point of Egmont Key in the ninety foot hole right there. Hmm. More fish get caught close in that tournament. <laughs> yep, and this, you know, this this tournament they they boosted the first prize this year to fifty thousand dollars. And they had over 600 boats. 612 boats were entered. Had boats coming coming here from as far as New Jersey, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Mississippi. All the big kingfish boys in their triple and quadruple motor boats were here. And it turns out that uh, the winning fish was caught um, right off the point of Egmont Key, and the second-place fish was caught a mile or two from the Sunset Skyway. Mm-hmm. 
But there were plenty insane. of other fish caught by these by these big guys. So they caught plenty. That, that's that's pretty funny, Mister. You know, and I, I, you know, year after year you hear it like that, and uh, it the, the funniest thing about the whole thing to me is these guys running these huge yellow fins and, and contenders, and they're running all over the place, and fish are right underneath their nose. And, uh, yeah, now that kind of goes to that rule. Yeah. That that kind of goes to that rule. You know, don't go past fish to catch fish. <laughs> yeah. Now the old salts. They have a good rule on this. You, you, the boundaries for the king of the beach are Cedar Key to Book Grand out 30 miles. So there's plenty of good fishing out there at 30 miles, but out 30 miles is not the middle grounds. And there's some some big areas near the middle ground and some springs to the south off Boca Grande and Venice and places like that, and even further down off Marco, that when they have no limits on the boundaries, these guys will run you know, 50, 75 miles, and they'll find these places where these these stocks of big kingfish have been discovered. And they normally hang around the deep water. By deep water, I mean 100, 150, 200-foot wrecks and springs. And you'll see some 50- and 60-pounders coming in and down in Key West. They're catching up to 70 pounds. Wow. Um, but the king of the beach is the king of the beach, St. Deep Beach. It's where this whole thing started. And so it's a good little area, and everybody's got a shot. The single-engine guy in a in a canyon bay or a kayak has a shot at winning this thing. You don't need to have the great big boats and great big motors. So that's what makes it kind of cool. Yeah, it's definitely a cool tournament. It's, 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 I tell you, it's nice to see a saltwater tournament bring in a, uh, a winning, you know, the, the amount of the winnings like that. That's to me, one of the I fished the IFA last couple of years, and you know I would really like to see the redfish tournaments blow up more than what they do. And the fact of the matter is, they just don't here for whatever reason. I mean, they only you know uh, the payouts are not very good past first place, and, and it's just uh, it's geared more towards the recreational angler, angler, which isn't all bad. But uh, I'd like to see some bigger payouts, and to see that tournament payout, what it did is pretty pretty good, pretty good for the saltwater. Um, industry this king of the beach was won by billy hat by brian Hassan, who's a local boy and brian's done some good in some of these other tournaments but usually at the tournament when you pay your registration fee you're you're in line for the fifty thousand dollar first prize in in this case but there's also a couple little side bets that are going on and they're they're part of the tournament and they're called tournaments within a tournament and you can put your money in these and there was one that was two hundred fifty dollars to get in per boat, and another one that was $100 to get in per boat. And the top three fish in those tournaments within a tournament will split all the money in that pot, um, 50, 30, 20%. And Brian um, was in both of the, the tournaments within the tournaments, and I think his winning check was $76,400. That's serious jack there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. You're not kidding. That's, that's good to... Good to hear that, and it's good to hear that we got books. that kind of showings too, with with people coming from all over the place. So that's that's good. It's stuff. good for the economy, and uh, the, the old salts are a wonderful organization. They help people all over the place, and they certainly help our fishing for Hope Food Drive. Yeah, and again, they'll give the information on that food drive. I'm sure we're pretty close to break. Um, About a minute and a half. Okay. Yeah, quick, give that information out again, Bill. We'll talk a little more on the back side of the break. 
Sure. It's uh, Fish and Grove Food Drive November 21st. That's the Saturday before Thanksgiving at the Metropolitan Ministries Holiday Tent, 400 West Palm Avenue, the corner of West Palm and North Boulevard, just on the Hillsborough River across east in downtown from Blake High School, 9 to 1. Things we need would be uh, frozen turkeys, canned vegetables, uh, stuffing, cake mix, peanut butter is a big one, and a lot of things just like that. Uh, great suggestions, Bill. And uh, when we get back, we're going to have you give your information in case people want to book a charter trip with you. Um, sure. Our our official website, capmel.com, you can stop by there, join in on the discussions there. Um, when we get to segment four, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a fish story. Um, I was out every day this week, and I had one story from a trip, and uh, we've been catching some good trout. Um, our Facebook page, Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, you can get uh, – Daily updates there. Um, support all of our other sponsors, Werner Paddle, 12 Fathom Lures, the Skyway Fishing Piers, and uh, all the rest. So when we get back, uh, we will have the final segment with Captain Bill Miller and Captain Jason. We will be right back. This is Captain Danny Garino. One of the questions asked of a live bait fishing guide is, what should I use to chum up live bait? The answer is Perino 45, and Smelt Feed and Pet Supply carries it. It's cheaper and better than making it yourself. Smelt Feed and Pet Supplies conveniently located in Tampa at 4116 East 7th Avenue. Just ask for the bait chum that all the fishing guides use. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply, 248-2359, or you can visit them on the web at smeltfeed.com. Fishing Supply Liquidators, where your fishing dollar goes further. Over 500,000 top brand name rods, reels, lures, and frozen bait at crazy low prices. Open seven days a week, we teach people how to catch fish and back up our sales with professional and courteous service, rod and reel repair, and support. We can custom order any fishing tackle item that we don't stock. We are located at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Come on in. Are you looking for high performance and top quality fishing gear that will hold up under the toughest of fishing conditions? Then check out the O'Hara lineup of fishing products now available at your local tackle retailer or online at O'HaraFishing.com. Choose from a wide variety of rods, reels, lines, tools, and accessories to help you get the job done next time you're reeling in the big one. O'Hara, conquering the fishing world one cast at a time. 12 Fathom Saltwater Series Lures, top quality soft plastic baits. The line of 12 Fathom Lures are designed to trick all species and are available in the most productive colors. Visit their website, 12fathom.com. Use the Lures Pros Throw, 12 Fathom Lures, and catch more fish. Make them an offer they can't refuse with 12 Fathom Lures. The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, holds true for your vehicle's health as well as your personal health. The experienced technicians at At Home Auto Care perform a free safety inspection with any maintenance or repair service, allowing them to spot a minor problem before it turns into an expensive breakdown. All repairs are guaranteed at At Home Auto Care. At Home Auto Care, 2003 South U.S. Highway 41 in Ruskin, Florida. Call 813-645-0339 to schedule your vehicle for an appointment today. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. 
We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Captain Danny Garino here. DOA Lures has done it again. Captain Mark Nichols of DOA Lures has introduced his newest creation, the DOA Airhead. It will bring fish out of any hiding place. DOA Lures, the unfair advantage. Innovators, not followers. Check them out at the local tackle store or on the web at doalures.com. This is Neil Taylor with CaptainMel.com, Florida's number one fishing website founded by Captain Mel Berman. Your one stop for all your online fishing needs. C-A-P-M-E-L.com. Again, that's CaptainMel.com. Want to fish with one of the hosts of the Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show? All you have to do is give us a call. 813-373-2610. And now it's time for the Captain's Tip of the Week. This segment brought to you by PowerPole's Shallow Water Anchors. Swift, silent, and secure. For more information, go to PowerPole.com. And we're back, the final segment of the show, and it's it's a good one. Whenever we have Captain Bill on, we get a lot of people really jazzed to listen to the show. So, Bill, give everyone your contact information so they know where to get a hold of you. Well, they can, they can go to my website, uh, which is fishingwithbillmiller.com. That's my best website, fishingwithbillmiller.com. Also on Facebook, fishingwithbillmiller.com. They can call me at 813-363-9926. And if I can't take them fishing, my son, Captain Billy Miller, will. Or we'll find go. somebody good. There you go. I mentioned hey, I know, had a fish hey, story. You, you, were ta- you mentioned about <laughs> Captain Miller website. Mm-hmm. The When I started this, uh, when I agreed to start this fishing for hope food drive with with Metropolitan Ministries, the first person that I went to was Captain Mel Berman, and Mel, Mel stepped right up. And until he passed away, even when he wasn't feeling good, Mel came down to our event every year. He and Jenny, and they sat there. Mel couldn't stand up for you know for a long period of time. He sat there and he greeted everybody. And this this. Fishing for a food drive wouldn't go on. Wouldn't have been like it is without Captain Melbourne. Right. Yeah, he did so much for so many people, myself included. And you know, it's coming up on six years since we lost Mel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to believe. Anyway, uh, we went back to uh, we went back to a lot of trout fishing last couple weeks, and a couple days ago, the the fishing on jigs wasn't as particularly good. So I put them up on this this big wide open flat, and I switched their rods to topwater rods, and they started hooking them. So the topwater bite is on, and I thought the guy had a shark attack, and uh, it was uh, Top Dog Junior. We got to have Eric from Mirror Lure back on again soon. So I thought it was actually a shark going after this lure. Well, it was a trout, and the guy got hooked up to it. He fought it up to the boat, and out popped the lure and i made a dive i went out of my boat to try and grab it which never seems to work out for me but uh anyway this guy's the lure of the shark you tried to grab (laughs) it was a trout it was a giant (laughs) trout (laughs) the size of it i thought it was a shark chasing his lure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay he was after it for a while and i was like that's too big to be a trout and then he hooks it up and you see all these giant spots on it so you know what it is but uh Mm -hmm. anyway the guy's fairly new to it so the fish is gone, and I'm climbing back into my kayak. And he said, that was a big one. And I said, that's the biggest trout 
If you caught it, that would be the biggest trout I've ever had anyone catch, including me. So, biggest trout I've ever caught is about 33 inches. Mm. And this one beat that fish, so it'd be nice if we uh, we have a winter where there's a lot of giant trout. Um, we're catching a lot of upper slot fish out there. Not catching a lot of giant ones yet, but these months coming up are the months that are easiest to catch the bigger trout. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Neil. Um, I got kind of the same report. We didn't get a whole lot of trout today. Yesterday we had to catch 40 trout, and they were all 15 to 20 inch, a lot in the 17, 18 inch range. So um been fishing some deeper canals, and the trout seem to be hanging on the bottom. I'm sure it's based on water temperature. But uh, you bring up a good a good point. Um, you know, over the years I, I've heard of, I think, Captain Rick, a good buddy of mine, we were talking, and he had a good suggestion on trout. And he said, I don't know why they don't change the the ruling on trout. And he, he had mentioned something I thought was a, actually a good idea. And they had mentioned about, and he's like, I don't know why they just don't make it the first four four trout you catch you can keep. And I said, you know, that's not a bad idea because there's so many times out there, you know, you get on a school of trout and you catch 40 of them, and they're all 14 and a half inches, and, you know, the kill rate, that's the bad thing about trout, thank goodness they reproduce all the time, but the kill rate is so high on release, I mean, when you use a dehooker and, and do all the right things, um, but I thought that, you know, I said, how many people go out there and they try to hit their limit on trout, and they probably killed way more than they would have if they just kept, you know, four of them that were uh, just a hair under the slot and been done with it, and I always thought that was a good suggestion, and not sure if they've ever even thought about doing something like that, but it made some sense to me. Well, there are there are some problems with having rules that are flexible. Um, the rule is straightforward and it's clear. The fish has to be a minimum size. Um, you know, you get people that they'll throw undersized fish on ice that were were hooked well and would have survived it, but they'll keep them because that's all they're catching. Um, me, yeah, pers- it, could, it could go both ways. I just thought you know it wouldn't be a bad uh maybe lower the slot a little bit and maybe the kill ratio would go down or you know there wouldn't be as much targeted but it, it seems on the, on the south shore we haven't had the big trout like we have in recent years and i don't think it's from anglers i'm not sure what it's from you know we've had uh seems like in the last four years we've had a, a weather that seems all over the place a little bit more than what it used to be hear that or i've been guiding longer every year and the weather's taking its toll on me but, uh, <laughs> um you know, I don't know. Just don't feel like we have caught the bigger trout like we used to. Um, I think that was just basis. a down cycle because uh, I predicted last year to be a winter where we were going to have a lot of mega trout caught because of all the trout we were catching the year before that were 20 to 23 inches. I thought with a year of growth, we were going to have a ton of really, really big trout last winter, and it simply didn't happen. And I don't know if those fish fell to predation and were no longer in the system or if they just went somewhere else. But we were catching a lot more really, really big trout two and three winters ago. And last winter, it just never happened. And I think that just changes. Every year can be different. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I agree with that. Bill, how has the uh, trout been over in the St. Peter? Has it been pretty good, or is it? Yeah, no, I, I yeah there's, much there's plenty of trout around there. I, you know, the, as the when the kingfish go away, then that's when I start trout fishing. But 
just the other day, I uh, went out on the Bird Key Middle Grounds, which is uh, over around Indian Key, I guess, and uh, be the easiest way. It's what they call the Bird Key Middle Grounds. And I like to fish the deeper grass. Um, you know, you catch a lot of good fish in shallow. He'll say, I got a boat that'll get in four inches. Neil's kayak will get in two. And, uh, and it, it will, but for me, I got a, you know, I got a 25 foot Avenger and I got a tower on it, 300 Mercury. So I got a fairly heavy boat, but I, I love to fish the deep grass and I love to jig the deep grass. And I had a really, just the other, the other day, I just said, well, I'm going to try this. I had a really good day jigging trout. And the, and the nice thing about it is I'd say the majority of the trout were keepers. So, I mean, I let them all go. I didn't keep a one. But I just wanted to see if they were there, and I, we we really had fun doing that. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. The uh, I have to say, over the years, I've caught more big trout in deeper creeks, oyster bars, and deeper grass than I have on the shallow flats. Now, the big ones, Neil, Neil knows this, the big ones in the winter will get right up on that, almost on the, where their backs are out of the water, trying to get warm, I think, in the sun. Neil would be my yeah. guess. There's some really big ones that, and they're they're loners. They're not. You don't find schools of them. I don't anyway. You will um, find those big fish like that, and you will find them around oyster bars in certain parts of the bay. Yeah. Um, one location that I go to, um, you'll find these big trout where you're fishing for redfish, which is about a foot and a foot and a half of water. You never catch many other time of year, but you'll catch a redfish one cast, then you'll catch two big trout on your next two casts. Mm-hmm. So those those big fish behave differently, you know, a mile away. You don't have any of those fish go up against the trees like that. So mm-hmm. it varies location to location. But uh, I would say in the dead of winter, the shallower you go for a really, really big trout, the better. Yeah. yeah. You'll That's catch a lot of those middle-sized trout and smaller trout on the deeper areas. But if you're after a really big one, go red fishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I tell you, the... Um, another good thing about trout is it really, it's a, probably one of my favorite fish to target on artificials. Redfish are fun, but you can hit your numbers with artificials best with trout. And it's a really good beginner fish um, as far as if you're trying to get in to throw artificials and get that confidence level up and, and, and really work on your technique. I think trout, trout is a very good fish to target for sure. Or ladyfish and jacks. <laughs> yes, jacks will drive. I think anything that moves across on a jack will hit. So, I guess that'd be a confidence uh, builder, but I'm not real sure if, <laughs> if that same action will work on any other fish. And uh, speaking of jacks, um, I know we got to be getting up against the end of the show here, but uh, about three and a half minutes. Yeah the the jack fish, the jack Ravel, You know what? It's one of the best fighting fish. They don't taste worth a darn, and most don't want to eat them, but. Uh, you know, and there's been a ton of them. I've been catching them every trip on the South Shore, and which is a good sign because everybody talks about the snook kill, but we lost a ton of jacks in the bay from that freeze. And yep. to see the fish rebound, um, you know, there's days where I get some kids on the boat, man, and they catch some jacks, and, and I mean, you couldn't put a bigger smile on their face. And, and you know, at the end of the day, we're fishing. We all want to try to target real, you know, like snook or redfish or tarpon. And you get a kid on the boat, man. They just want to bend a rod, and to see a kid, you know, if I can put them on a school of jacks in a canal, and they, you know, catch fish to their hands, want to fall, that that's as good as catching anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's good to see that, and good to see the jacks come back for sure. Bill, why don't you uh, give the information on the uh, 
the food drive that uh, will be that's coming up, and uh, hopefully we get get it out to our listeners and and uh, get people to get out there and drop some food off. Okay, well it's uh, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, which is November the twenty first. It's from nine to one at the Metropolitan Ministries Holiday Tent on the corner of West Palm Avenue and North Boulevard, which is downtown. If you ever been down to the Eulalie's Restaurant, the beautiful Caesar Gons March and Richard Gons March Restaurant. It's right near there, right on the Hillsborough River. You can't miss the tent. And uh, 9 to 1, you can bring, we need frozen turkeys, canned vegetables, non-perishable stuff like cake mix and brownie mix and rice and things like that. Come on down and meet a lot of fishing celebrities and help us out feed some of these people that really need some help during this holiday season. We're real fortunate to have Captain Bill Miller as part of our community and what he's doing here. Uh, He does a lot of work on this, and I know he enjoys being a part of it, but uh, Bill's just a great guy, and he's drawn all these other people into it that make this a successful event. So please do take part in it if you can. Um, I know we made a donation from the radio show last year as well, and uh, I'm going to make a personal donation again as well. And... uh, you know, thanks for everything you do with it, Bill. Well, I appreciate it. And thanks for all you guys, all the help you do, and for all the help you do for the environment, too. Both of you guys are good stewards of the environment and good representatives of our fishing guide industry. Thank you so much, Bill. And, Jason, we're going to wrap it up for the week. We've got about 30 seconds left. So we, who we have coming in next week? Next week, uh, it's going to be me and you, Neil. And then the week after, we're going to have Captain Travis Yakel. We'll be talking to the Redfish Specialist. So uh, he won the uh, IFA Pro this year and down in Boca. So nice. uh, we'll have him on the air. And we'll be talking redfishing with him. And then me and you are just going to be talking fishing. I think we got... We got. We Dan, might try uh, and get Danny Mongo from Werner Paddle to come on, too. Okay. So we might have two guests. Either way, yeah. we'll make it interesting and uh, we'll have a good show. Well, sounds good. That will wrap it up for this week. I would like to thank Captain Bill Miller for coming on again. And Captain Jason, as always, do a great job with the show. We will catch everyone next week and tight lines. Precision Tackle offers a variety of spoons and spinner baits that are superior to any others on the market today. The Flats Intruder Wheelers Spoons are offered in 8-ounce, quarter-ounce, and half-ounce sizes and come in gold, silver, copper, and black. Precision Tackle also offers the Thunder Spin, Cajun Flash, and Stalker Spinner Baits. These baits are made to perform flawlessly in salt water and catch plenty of trout, redfish, flounder, and mackerel. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Want to catch more fish? Try O'Hero's 100% fluorocarbon leader. It's by far the most invisible fluorocarbon on the market today, with superior abrasion resistance to meet any rugged saltwater conditions. O'Hero fluorocarbon leader is easy to tie and comes in all strengths to fit every angler's needs. Used by many tournament anglers and charter boat captains, O'Hero fluorocarbon leader should be in your tackle box. See them at www.justforfishing.com, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or any of your major tackle shops. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. 
Alify Marine is a full service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you why. Your home for NBC Sports. The new Sports Talk 1040, the team, and SportsTalkFlorida.com.